0: What's up? Welcome back to the Chris Durham Show. On today's show, you guys get to see a progressive timeline of me going from having a bit of a cold to having a full-on cold to getting over a cold, all within one episode. I've recorded these segments throughout the week, so you'll see as I went, Ooh, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting, especially when I go back and listen to it. Um, some segments for you guys, the new segments, would you rather with Lacey, and possibly, maybe, depends on if I can get it in, a moment with a model. Also have what happened in NFL week three. What happened in college football week four. My NFL week four predictions. My college week five. Taco Bell. Five layer picks. Five layer burrito picks. Um, and five really good games. Night games this time. So please play along if you want to. Uh, please listen to the show. Please relax yourself. Please drink a fucking Mountain Dew or something and just chill because it's gonna be a good show. And I hope you guys enjoy yourself. Let's fucking go. Cue the music! <laughs> Lacey. La- Lacey <laughs> yeah. would you rather have Cheeto fingers for the rest of your life or that a popcorn kernel stuck in the back of your throat for the rest of your life ooh this is a hard question Cheeto fingers or popcorn stuck mm. for the rest of my life of oh life. god I'm gonna have to say Cheeto fingers cause that could get interesting with another man <laughs> That was Would You Rather with Lacey. The NFL. Week 3. Let's go over what happened. Here we go. Thursday night football on Amazon Prime. The second week of it takes on the AFC North rivalry between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. And I tell you this. I tell you now. Jesus Christ. Why is Mitch Trubisky the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers? Steelers put up 17 against the Browns defense. The Browns put up 29 points, 29 points, using Amari Cooper to its fullest. Jacoby Brissett is not that bad, but Nick chubba blah blah, blah 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 and Kareem Hunt run over that Pittsburgh defense and get the win by 12 points. And Cleveland securing another Browns upset over the Steelers, if you want to call it an upset. Just saying, it is a huge fucking rivalry that the Browns have started to turn around and say, hey, we're the better team now. The last, like, three years, we're the fucking better team, bro. Steelers got to gotta gotta do, like, maybe one adjustment. Bring up Kenny Pickett. Why is he not starting? He was so good in preseason. I mean, I'm not a Steeler guy. I don't like the Steelers. But I do like Kenny Pickett, and I, I still look back at his fucking – fake slide in the ACC Championship last year against Wake Forest as one of the coolest plays I've ever seen. Also, the biggest dog shit play that can beat the system, but Patrick Mahomes does it all the fucking time when he runs on the sideline. He's like, tiptoe, tiptoe, tiptoe. The guy lets off and doesn't hit him, and then he fucking goes gets two more yards. It's like, you little asshole. You, I should smack the shit out of you. So... Kenny Pickett should be the starting quarterback for the Steelers. And this might have been a different fucking story. I and mean, it might have been worse. Who knows? We don't know till Tomlin makes that decision. Alright, let's go to our Sunday games. <laughs> let's go ahead and get it out of the way, guys. Cause uh. Because the Panthers won! Let's go! Panthers take on the Saints and Charlotte. This shit, we were fucking like mm-hmm. 13 to nothing going into the fourth quarter. We were limping. Alright, guys, we were fucking limping our way to the fourth quarter. Just like... <laughs> our offense wasn't doing nothing. Our defense was taking care of business. But... Our defense started to need a little bit more help. It's like, hey, guys, why don't you keep us off the field for a little while and stop doing your bullshit offensive possessions and stupid throws and dumb little conservative bullshit plays. Why don't y'all make a fucking pass or or something? Jameis Winston finally shakes his head, does to Cam Newton and says, let's fucking go. They drive down. They get a touchdown. It's 13-7. All of a sudden, the Saints are one score after being completely dominated defensively. One score away from taking the lead? Are you serious? Chenault, or Latavius Chenault, or however, whatever his fucking name is. Bro, bro, gets a little check, side screen pass, bolts, bang, bang, makes a juke, runs all the way, touchdown, Panthers, let's go! Gets the touchdown. They missed the two-point conversion. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. At least I think it's okay. Because Jameis, famous Jameis Winston himself, they drive again. Get another touchdown. Oh shit. What the hell is gonna happen, bro? At this point, it's 19 to 14. Onside kick. It's failed. Panthers get the ball. Actually, was it an onside kick? I don't fucking remember. I think it was. I think it, I think it was an onside kick. Failed. hit the ball. just get a field goal. Pineo or whatever his name is has not missed yet, which is glorious. Uh, I have that 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 feeling deep down that it's like the moment we need it, the the one moment we need it. He's gonna miss, and uh, it's gonna it's gonna break me. I'm gonna fall over and just fucking cry. Just fucking cry. Um, but don't matter. Panthers win 22 14 win by eight points. Congratulations to Matt Roll for securing another full year of a job, more than likely, because of one fucking game. Because David Tepper is sitting there going, uh, good, I don't have to fire him this week. <laughs> Even though our offense was poor as shit. That it shouldn't have been that close. We should have dominated. We should have won by 35 to nothing at least. And one of those like ugh, like we could have we, we should have honestly just gave this away because it would have probably gotten us a new coach. If we would have blew this game, we would have probably gotten a new coach. But we haven't beat the Saints in forever, so it felt good. Felt really good. Um Jameis Winston getting super pissed off fucking on the sidelines. It's wonderful. It's one of the best feelings ever. So, congratulations to the Panthers. Keep fucking pounding. And uh, let's go into the other games very quickly because none of them matter because the Panthers fucking won. <laughs> now, um, Texas Bears was supposed to be a, a good, close game because two bad teams. It was a close the fucking game. 2020 Texas driving. Davis Mills throws an interception. Bears set up for a field goal to win the game with three seconds left. Boom. Hits the chip shot. Bears were two and a half point favorites, so they do cover. So if you pick the Bears to cover, congratulations. You look like a fucking genius. But the Bears win. Raiders-Titans. This game, uh, Titans had an early lead and kind of stretched it out. Raiders made a comeback, and at the very last minute, Raiders score a touchdown. Now, they're down by two. They were down by eight before the touchdown. They're down by two. Got to do two-point conversion. They don't fucking get it. They don't get the ball back. Titans win this game. Raiders lose this game by two points. Raiders are now 0-3. If they're 0-3, they're the best fucking 0-3 out there because – they're just close-ass games. They're just not able to close it out. I don't think they're throwing it to Devontae Adams enough. Aaron Rodgers used Devontae Adams as an all-time bailout. Anytime I play didn't work, he fucking threw it in his area, and he would go and make a play. Derek Carr should already know to do that. He should already know. I've seen the snaps where Adams looks like he starts off slow and then fucking bursts. That's his thing. Starts off slow, kind of just pauses, lets the play develop in front of him, and then he bursts out, gets open, and that's how that's how he does it. And he's good at it; he's one of the best at it, if not the best at it. I don't think Derek Carr has caught on to that yet. And the one passes he is throwing to him, he is fucking forcing it. When you, sh- you know, that's your guy; that's your college teammate; that's your number one wide receiver. He's gonna get double covered, in sometimes. Other times, if if the coverage is already picked up by the time he gets there, he's going to be open. One-on-one, he usually can make that catch. (laughs) Got to use him more. Colts-Chiefs, this was a rat-line game. Colts were only like favored to lose by six points. It's like, the Chiefs, though, the fucking Chiefs. It was weird. It was the weirdest line of the whole week because most people were like, oh, well, I'm definitely going for the Chiefs then. I'm definitely going to pick that fucking number. Maybe you shouldn't have because Colts knew something. Vegas knew something. We didn't. Colts win by three. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' offensive coordinator. Well, Patrick, yeah, Patrick Mahomes and his offensive coordinator are in a fucking yellow match going into halftime. Something's off with the Chiefs. Something is off. Unless it's like uh, you're going to see the conspiracy theorists like, oh, the game's fixed. Everybody bet the Chiefs, so NFL said nope. Nope, nope, nope. Colts gotta win. And they told Mahomes, like, yo, I gotta call some shitty plays. And Mahomes, like, bro, just let me fucking play my game. You know, I gotta play this shitty game because we're supposed to lose, bro. Could be something like that. I hope not. I hope it's just a, a fair game, but you never know, man. You never know. But yeah. Chiefs lose by three to the Colts. By three. Jesus, man. Uh the game of the week. That everybody was really looking forward to was the Bills visiting the Dolphins. The Dolphins are up, okay. Dolphins are up 21-19 The Bills have a chance to drive the field and get a field goal and win. Josh Allen has been under a lot of pressure today, and there's been a lot of mistakes and there's been a lot of cool plays. It's just, it's been one of those games. It's like, wow, this is a, it's actually a really good fucking matchup. They drive Miami defense, shuts them down. Josh Allen's offensive coordinator pulls up Brady and fucking destroys his office throwing books, playbooks, tablets, throwing all that shit fucking going crazy because he's pissed because his plays didn't work as they were supposed to be the first and 20-0 team ever. Ain't gonna fucking happen, bro. Ain't gonna fucking happen. They go to 2-1. Dolphins take the lead in the division at 3-0. and Good game, man. That was a good game. Vikings-Lions. Sorry, I'm starting to get congested. It it could be allergies. It could be a cold. I don't know. Sorry if it sounds weird. Vikings taking on the Lions in Minnesota. Uh, This is a great game. Uh, It was 24-21. Lions had the lead. Vikings score a late touchdown. And then the Vikings' defense is able to hold off the Lions from the comeback. Really good game, though. Um, Props to the Lions for doing what they do and has played good offense, but their defense really stepped up today. But the Vikings showing that they're not going to get embarrassed two weeks in a row. Kirk Cousins pulling it out of his ass, and the Vikings hit the win by four points. Ravens-Patriots, this was a good game because the Patriots were coming back. Ravens were able to knock that back, and Lamar Jackson had like five or six touchdowns. The guy is incredible. It's just the Ravens' defense has not been able to match their high-powered offense as of late. So, it's really flip-flop from what they used to be. Harbaugh is the guy that gets the defense going, but the defense does not get going. But uh, the Ravens are scoring pretty quickly on the offensive side, which might not give the defense enough time to rest. So, there's that. It's like, we can put up all these points, but if our defense keeps going out on the field, they're going to give up some shit. You're going to have to keep putting up points. So, So, a lot to work on in the Ravens camp, but I think – that's one of those offenses that's going to be really, really tough to stop. Uh, Bengals, Jets, Bengals got their flare back. All of a sudden, the Bengals are good at Bengals. There's still a lot of hiccups in this offense, still a lot of hiccups in the defense, but they look a lot better than they did the first two weeks. So they get it done against the Jets. Jets only put up 12 points against them, 27-12 is the final. If you pick the Bengals to cover, you look very smart this week. Eagles Commanders. Um, Washington Commanders, guys. That's the new team. Eagles Commanders. <laughs> this game is fucking terrible for the Washington. It was 24-2 at one point. Then Washington was able to get a late touchdown. Uh, they didn't get the two-point conversion. Trying to make it a 14-point game. And then the Eagles pull away with it. Uh, Devontae Smith looked awesome. Had a couple great, great catches. Jalen Hurts looked great. Just The Eagles look so much better than Washington. Washington looks like fucking trash. Where they have a lot of pieces, a lot of pieces that people are missing and would love to have, but they're not utilizing it perfectly. Ron Rivera's got to get his shit together. And also, Carson Wentz is the quarterback. They're doing pretty good for having that guy as quarterback because at any given time, they can score... 50 points or 2 points and that's the game. Because this guy is so fucking unpredictable you you can't build a franchise around him. That's the key. Holt couldn't have him because he just he destroyed it. The Eagles couldn't have him because he fucking started to destroy it. It took Nick Foles to save them and get them a Super Bowl. Don't think that would have happened with Carson Wentz. Even with his best year ever. Still probably wouldn't have happened. So is one of those things where you have to go is it worth it to keep him on here? Is it? Is it? So, but um, commanders get bullied 24 to 8. Jaguars Chargers this this game Justin Herbert plays and it's like okay he's playing with the fucked up ribs is he going to be alright? The Jags defense looks great but also Travis Etienne, Trevor Lawrence, all these fucking guys on the Jags look Good, their offense looked great. Was beat like just just taking advantage of a lot of holes in the Chargers' defense, which is supposed to be one of the best defenses in the country. Chargers just couldn't stop them. Uh, final score thirty-eight to ten. Just one of those head scratchers. Like the the Jaguars. The Jaguars are two and one now. They have a winning season. The Jaguars are having a winning season. Just saying. Doug McDermott, or fuck, what's his name? Former Eagles coach, whatever his name is, with the fucking uh, 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 visor and the glasses and the chewing gum. That guy, they're looking pretty good. And they've had talent in the past, but I think having a confident Trevor Lawrence, having a confident Travis Sintian, having a confident fucking, there are other receivers, I can't think of any of them right now. That, that, that's a team that's going to surprise a lot of people and might possibly win the AFC South because the other teams in that division are like, Duh. they can't make up their mind if they suck or if they're good. You just don't know that that team. So uh, props to the Jaguars and props to the coaching staff for getting that team turned around uh, and, and, and looking like a, an actual competitive team in the NFL. Uh, Rams-Cardinals... It was Rams defense all day. Cardinals couldn't get going. Kyler Murray couldn't get comfortable. Rams' offense did just enough to win this game. 20-12 is your final score. I'm not gonna really go into it because I don't know much about it. Seahawks, Falcons what a great defensive and offensive battle. Both teams back and forth. It was 20 to 20, then 23-20, then 27-23, which was the final score. Falcons get the win. Falcons get their first win on the year, so they go to one and two. The Panthers are one and two. The Saints are one and two, and the Bucks are two and one. So the Buccaneers have oh sorry sorry guys let me not get ahead of myself Packers visit Tampa Bay Packers get the win 14 to 12 in a defensive battle the Buccaneers at the very last second had a chance to tie this game so they were down 14 to 6 they get the touchdown now they're down 14 to 12 they need a two-point conversion they don't get it Tom Brady's frustrated but it looks like he's more of a calm, frustrated because it was a frustrating game because nobody's offense could really get going because both defenses really decided to step up. And if you hit the under, I believe you achieved your goal. So, a good defensive battle, but only a two point win because of the Packers. But because of the Packers' win, the Bucks are now only one game ahead of all other three teams in the division. The Panthers are 1 0 in division play. yippee k K-May-May, motherfucker. <laughs> the Bucks don't look like the Bucks right now, and they might in mid-season form when we finally play them, but uh, I don't want to think about it. Uh, and then last night's game, if you want to call it a game, and I'm glad I didn't fucking watch because all Broncos games are turn-off-the-TV games because Russell Wilson is not old Russell Wilson. And the Broncos are not what you think the Broncos are. But their defense did play pretty well. San Francisco's defense did play pretty well. The final score was a one point win, 11 to 10. Broncos country, let's ride. Hey, a win's a fucking win, right? So they'll take it however they can. San Francisco with the Garoppolo guy can't get it done. Um, that offense stinks right now. Stinks. So, the last game of the week is the Dallas Cowboys game, and they're taking on the, the Giants. The New York football undefeated Giants. That's going to be a hell of a game. I believe the Giants are one-point favorites going into this game. It is at MetLife Stadium. I think it'll be a better matchup than it has been in the past couple of years because the Giants have a fighting chance because Dak Prescott is not the Cowboys quarterback. But Cooper Rush proved himself and did pretty good job last week, so... I look for this game to be very entertaining, and I'll go over it uh, in just a flash. Okay, Monday night game, the Giants uh, hosting the Cowboys with Cooper Rush. Let's just put it this way. Daniel Jones may not be the starting quarterback for the Giants. Too, not too long from now, Cooper Rush might take Dak Prescott's place because the Cowboys did a good job. Tony Pollard running good, Ezekiel Elliott having one of a, one of his best games in a while. Just the, the Cowboys look like a complete good team, and uh, it, it was weird. It was weird that they looked that good. So uh, that's that's basically it. That sums up the whole game. Cowboys win. Um, yeah. All right, it's time to go over a little bit of college football, including our Taco Bell Five Layer Burrito picks. I'll go over them first. So the first matchup was Duke Kansas. Duke traveling to Kansas. Both teams three zero. Kind of a hype game, but the spread was a little high. It was a seven and a half point spread, leaning towards Kansas's way, or seven, seven or seven and a half. It was it was up there. Uh, the game started off good, back and forth, back and forth. Kansas. Was able to hold Duke to two field goals instead of another touchdown, Uh, but they got the score up to twenty-eight to thirteen. Duke battles back, uh, and the final score ends up being thirty-five to twenty-seven. An eight-point win for Kansas. Uh, A good, a good high-scoring game, though, for these two. Two teams that are both having a successful start to the season. Unfortunately, the Blue Devils lose. And, unfortunately, Josh covers uh, with the Kansas pick. (laughs) Um, The next game was the Wake Forest Clemson game. Clemson traveling to Wake Forest to have a fucking brawl. Not only was regular, regular, you know, time, I guess, regulation time, Not only was it not enough, but then they went to overtime. And the first overtime was not enough. Clemson wins in double overtime uh, with the touchdown, so they win. They don't cover, though. They were seven-point favorites. Wake Forest, seven underdogs lose by six. Wake Forest gets the win. Uh, (laughs) With the spread pick, at least. Uh, Then Tennessee taking on Florida, the Gators traveling to Knoxville with college game day, with all the other shit going on, fucking college roadshow from Barstool, the Macrodosing podcast, Arian Foster's return to the Mecca, that is Neely Stadium, fucking sold out crowd, crazy environment, people are roasting and baking and frying Gator all over campus Florida has always upset Tennessee in the past. It feels like millennium. Tennessee was 10-point favorites. 10 points? I don't know about that. Well, I thought maybe, just maybe, and Josh probably thought the same, Tennessee rolls with it. Tennessee does win, but they only win by like five. Uh, Final score, 38-33. So, Florida covers... But Tennessee gets the win in Knoxville. Doesn't disappoint. Apparently one of the better games of the year that I didn't get to fucking watch. Um, man, that's um, good for them. Good for them. Tennessee is undefeated right now. Undefeated. The 4-0. When the fuck's the last time they've been 4-0? I don't know. Big, big, big news for them. Big news for them. Texas traveling to Texas Tech. Uh, Texas is heavy favorites, I believe. They were six-and-a-half-point favorites. Yes, this is without their starting quarterback. This was a brawl. And yet again, another game that couldn't be finished in regulation uh, but only took one overtime. Texas Tech wins the game uh, 37-34. I guess they did like a defensive stop or something. I don't know. I I didn't get to watch very much college football this weekend. (sighs) Excuse me. Oh, wow. Horrible podcasting right there. Right? A fucking horrible. Uh, But Texas Tech covers and wins by three in OT. And the final game, the game that really matters because Homeboy was on chopping block. Notre Dame's coach, I forgot his name, and it's going to pop up whenever, whatever. This guy, one and two, already a huge disappointment. Now, a loss to Ohio State is one thing, but then you lose to Marshall, and it's like, fuck, dude, we need a win, and you barely escape with a win last week over, I ah, fuck, I forgot, but somebody not good, and it's like, is Notre Dame trash? Like, trash? Is it Marcus Freeman? Something like that. Is Notre Dame trash, though? Well, Carolina, notoriously known for having a really good offense this year, but also a very bad defense, showed just that. Defense got scored on. Offense put up at least four touchdowns. It's like, oh, these, holy shit. Like, whoa. But Notre Dame just just kept fucking putting it on them. Notre Dame wins 45-32. It went by 13. Uh, Carolina was two-point favorites entering that game, so Notre Dame... Covers so. After all of our five games, uh, me and Josh both went two and three, uh, which sucks, but it is what it is, and that brings our picks total. Oh shit, I, I already forgot. Let's see, I wrote it down. Here we go. So my total for the year so far, after four weeks of college picks, I'm eight and eleven. And Josh is twelve and seven, so he still has a four-game lead over me because uh, we had the same record um, this week. So, but that's two weeks in a row. Josh has had a losing record. Maybe his talents should stick with the NFL. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. No, nah, it's a it's a long season, so I'm very excited to see at the end of the year if either one of us is going to be over five hundred. Now he is right now, so that's great. Uh, that means right now, if you're if you're betting money, maybe betting with Josh's picks may pan out better right now. But in the long run, maybe both of us, maybe just me. Who knows? Who knows? Again, it's a long season, and we're gonna do this all the way to the college national championship. So uh, excited to keep doing this. I'm excited for the college playoff picks in the future around December. That's gonna be fucking awesome. Or or New Year's New Year's Eve, I think, or New Year's Day. One of them, I think, is one of the (sighs) games. Excuse me. Uh, Dang, excuse me. So, uh, looking very forward to that. But uh, but that was your Taco Bell five layer burrito picks. Now, here's some mention, honorable, honorable, (laughs) honorable mentions in the sport. Uh let me pull up the scores real quick because I, I want you guys to know this. This is bad podcasting. Podcasting at its finest. Uh it's early. Uh I am I do have a cold, which fucking sucks. It is not it just it just doesn't feel good. Uh Georgia beats Kent State, but not by as many as you would think. 3922. Uh I think they probably put in a lot of backups and just kind of had an easy day, I'm assuming. Uh, Michigan beats Maryland 34-27. That was a little bit closer than some people were thinking but Maryland can be one of those teams that can uh, hang around with anybody but just keeps losing. <laughs> uh, Penn State, big win. Baylor uh, beats Iowa State by a touchdown. Uh, let's see. Rhode Island keeps up with Pitt for a while but Pitt pulls away. Uh Oh, this is the one. Middle Tennessee State travels to Miami and upsets them. Upsets them big. 45-31. What the fuck happened to Miami? All this year, this year they, they got all these huge NIL deals. That that one rich guy brings all these players to Miami, and Miami's supposed to be a fucking powerhouse. Then Middle Tennessee State upsets them. Like, what the fuck, dude? Uh, the Oregon-Washington game. Washington State game, sorry was really good. Uh, Oregon wins by three points, but that was a fucking shootout. Uh, Ole Miss beats Tulsa. I shouldn't have been as close as it was. Uh, Texas A&M beats Arkansas because Arkansas doinks a fucking field goal. They should have won that game. The stupid Aggies win again, and we get to hear more of those horrible, 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 horrible pep rallies. They are the most cringeworthy videos. If you if you just want to sit, like some people love watching cringe shit. Watching these fuckers go up in front of all these people and just, yeah, we're going to beat them, and we're going to beat them good, like a high school pep rally. But they're way too into it. It's a fucking cult. That sh- that shit dumb as hell, man. Dumb as hell. Arkansas loses by two. Uh, Ohio State beats Wisconsin pretty badly. Sorry, uh, Wisconsin fans. NC State beats UConn up. Uh, USC beats Oregon State in a fucking battle. The Beavers were keeping it very close, but 17-14. Low scoring for USC is weird. They could put up points easily. Utah beats Arizona, and Washington beats Stanford. So those are the rest of your top 25 teams rounding off. Coastal Carolina, I believe they won. Uh, I'm going to feel like shit if I, if I tell you wrong. I'll, I'll let you know at, at the end of this podcast if I was wrong. But, uh, yeah, man, just, just a really cool college football weekend. A lot of shit happened. A lot of good shit, a lot of bad shit. It is what it is. Sorry for my sickness. It's bugging me. All right, so let's go over this week's NFL picks, uh, at least for me, uh, based on the spread. So here we go. The first game is the Thursday night game. Tomorrow night, I'm recording this as of Wednesday. Tomorrow night, uh, first game. The Dolphins going to the Bengals. Bengals are three and a half point favorites. The one and two Bengals are three and a half point favorites over the three and oh Dolphins. Now, Tua may be out of this game, and maybe that's why the spread is where it is. I still think the Dolphins have a good shot at winning this game with their receiving core and with their defense, even though Joe Burrow seems like finally got some things clicking last week. I'm taking the Dolphins three and a half point underdogs, but a lot of people are taking that too, so it might be one of those weird, weird lines where you might need to go the the Bengals route, but even if the Bengals win, it might not be but a by field goal, so I'm taking the Dolphins three and a half point underdogs. All right, then the uh, the weird London game, the uh, 9.30 a.m. London game on Sunday. The Saints hosting the Vikings. Saints are two-and-a-half-point underdogs. Vikings are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm taking the Saints. I think the Saints are one of those teams that has such a good defense, they'll be able to shut Kirk Cousins down. And because this is a singled-out game, I believe it's the Kirk Cousins primetime curse, even though it's the complete opposite of primetime. Um, I think Justin Jefferson's going to get a lot of uh, pressure from these defensive players, and they might be able to shut him down. Uh, so I'm taking two 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 and a half point underdog Saints. I hate doing it, but I really think that's what's going to happen. Plus, after the embarrassing loss to the Panthers last week, the Saints have got to work some shit out, and they're going to take it out on the Vikings. Um... Cleveland traveling to Atlanta. Uh, Cleveland, one-and-a-half point favorites. I really want to say Cleveland wins this game outright, but Atlanta has been cover machines this year, and they just don't give up. They don't win, but they don't give up. And um, I'm taking Atlanta, one-and-a-half point underdogs. It feels like one of those lines where it's like, no, you should definitely take Cleveland. Why would you ever pick the Falcons? You know what? Fuck the Falcons. Cleveland, one-and-a-half point favorites, taking them. I just... I hate picking the Falcons. i picked them two weeks in a row. It feels gooey-ooey doing that. I'm taking Cleveland. One-and-a-half-point favorites. They're going to dominate them. (laughs) Uh, Cowboys, three-and-a-half-point favorites, hosting the Commanders. Commanders are one of those teams that just – you have no idea if they're going to be good or not, and that's that's because of quarterback play. That's because of Carson Wentz. Cowboys are three-and-a-half-point favorites, though. They have looked better. Their defense looks really good, and their offense is finally starting to click. I'm taking Cowboys, three-and-a-half-point favorites, and the whole nation is picking 73% right now is taking them, um, according to the ESPN Fantasy app. So, you know, we'll see, but I'm taking them too. I just think that team right now, they're rolling with Cooper Rush, and it's like a big FU to Dak Prescott, and they're on a roll, and, I don't see Washington being able to stop them. I, I I mean, I hope it's a good game, but I think Dallas has got this in the bag. Uh, Detroit hosting Seattle. Detroit five and a half point favorites. Five and a half point favorites to the Detroit Lions. Ross St. Brown might be hurt. He did uh, screw his ankle up a little bit. Um, but I, I don't. I don't see Seattle being able to do that well against that Detroit defense. Even though they 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 did a pretty good job against the Falcons, I think Detroit's offense is just going to be too dominant, and they're gonna they're gonna win by a touchdown or so. So, taking Detroit five and a half point favorites in that one. Uh, Tennessee visiting the Colts. The Colts upsetting the Chiefs last week in a huge trap game where Kansas City offensive coordinator just looked like they were not clicking with Patrick Mahomes. Um, Tennessee finally gets a win against the Raiders. A good win because. They've been struggling too. Uh, Tennessee's three and a half point underdogs. I'm gonna take them just because I don't believe in the Colts. Um, the Colts are just one of those teams where they're just, they're gonna be wishy washy all year. I don't think they're they're all there yet. And if if they or if they're able to use Jonathan Taylor correctly, then maybe. But Derek Henry, man, just just Derrick Henry, he's starting to go. So I'm taking Titans three and a half point underdogs. The Bears traveling to the Giants. The Giants with that new coaching staff. They look like they're getting things going, but I do think this is going to be a really big-time defensive battle. Um, I, I do think the Giants are going to win this game, uh, especially after losing at home last week. They, they need a home win. Um, so I have them winning, but I think Chicago is going to be able to cover the three-and-a-half-point underdog spread. So I'll take Chicago in this one. I may regret this later, but right now it's 50-50 on the ESPN Fantasy app. So it's one of those toss-up games, but one of those games that you're kind of Low-key need to watch because it's probably going to be pretty entertaining to see this. And uh, Justin Fields needs to really prove himself. So the Bears, a lot of pressure on them, a lot of pressure on that organization. They're 2-1, though, so damn. Uh, the Jaguars taking on the Eagles. This is probably the best game of the week, in my opinion. Six-and-a-half-point underdog Jaguars who have been, have looked pretty good lately against the really good and proven Eagles, Um, I'm taking Jaguars, 6.5-point underdogs. I think this will be a shootout. I think this will be a much closer game than what the spread is making it out to be. Uh, Eagles probably win this game, but I think Jaguars cover the spread. 6.5-point underdogs, man. You got to go with them. Uh, The Jets visiting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jets are 3.5-point underdogs, but they're getting their quarterback back. And with the Steelers quarterback situation where they keep starting Mitch, I think Zach Wilson proves a point, gets some, uh, gets some touchdown throws, um, and, and picks on that Pittsburgh defense, putting Pittsburgh into the 1-3 and three situation where they're eventually going to move up Kenny Pickett. But uh, Jets are going to go 2-2 two two after this. They're going to win overall and cover the spread. I'm taking Jets, 3.5-point underdogs. Uh, this is another really good game. Uh, Buffalo coming off a tight game against the Dolphins last week. Now they get to play another supercharged offensive team. The top two offensive teams in the country. The Bills taking on the Ravens and in Baltimore. Ravens are three and a half point underdogs. That Buffalo defense is tough. But Lamar Jackson is a freak. I'm taking Baltimore three-and-a-half-point underdogs. Uh, Buffalo's trying to bounce back off the game they had against the Dolphins. They felt like they were bunched up and locked in. This is going to be where they're going to take it out on the Baltimore's defense. But And it's going to be high scoring. So take the over in this game. But Lamar Jackson is going to go crazy over these rookie cornerbacks and, and uh, bring out and expose some flaws that they have. There's going to be some cool plays in this one. But I'm taking Baltimore three-and-a-half-point underdogs because it's hard to bet against Lamar right now. Uh, The Chargers visiting the Texans. The Chargers without Joey Bosa with an injured Justin Herbert. Five and a half point favorites taking on in Houston. Uh, I gotta go with the home underdogs on this one. Houston's defense is still pretty good and Davis Mills can have a good game. Mills Mafia, whatever you want to call them. But uh, I'm taking Texans. Five and a half point underdogs. They're not going to win this game. I, I do think the Chargers will get it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I gotta go with Texans on this one. The Panthers are at home hosting the Cardinals. Kyler Murray and the boys are one and a half point underdogs. Don't really know about that. Uh, Panthers defense looked good last week, but the Cardinals is a completely different team than the than the Saints. Uh, and Jameis we had a hurt back. So you have to keep that in mind. Kyler Murray is a freak and can expose the defenses. I I do think the uh, the Cardinals are going to put up a lot of points against the Panthers. But Baker Mayfield is also still out to prove himself. That offense needs to get clicking. And with a new receiver that has stepped up last week, I think the Panthers win this game. I'm I'm a Panther fan, of course, and it's going to be really hard to ever pick against them. So I'm taking the one-and-a-half-point favorite Panthers at home. We got some momentum with that win last week. Let's do it again, boys. Uh, the Patriots visiting the Packers. The Patriots with Brian Hoyer taking on the Green Bay Packers, who seem to have finally found their offensive stride with the passing. Um, look for Alan Lazard to get 500 touchdowns, hopefully, <laughs> to help me uh, to help me out in fantasy football. But um, Green Bay is 105 and a half point favorites. I'm taking Green Bay. I think they're gonna they're gonna beat up the Patriots right now. Uh, with with the new quarterback, with the system that's starting to fail a little bit, um, they're going to win by 14 points or so. So, 10 and a half point spread seems pretty good. I'm taking them on that one. Uh, the Broncos visiting the Raiders. Raiders two and a half point favorites. Broncos. Country sucks. Raiders are 0-3. They're much better than 0-3. They're going to get the win and expose the Broncos for who they are as a shit team. They are a shit team. It is a division rival. That's why there's only like a two and a half point favorite spread on them. But the Raiders and Devontae Adams is going to light up this Broncos defense. I hope Devontae Adams goes absolutely nuts. I'm taking Raiders two and a half point favorites. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs visiting the Tampa Bay Bucks. Kansas City off a frustrating loss to the Colts last week are going to be frustrated again because the Tampa Bay defense is better than the Colts defense and that Tampa Bay defense is something to be reckoned with Uh, Tom Brady knows how to beat the the Chiefs Tom Brady beats the Chiefs they're two and a half point underdogs Tampa Bay Tampa Bay wins because they have to hold on to that lead because the Panthers are going to win and the Falcons might win um, and the Saints might win so Buccaneers need to win early on to keep holding that lead in the NFC South. And they're going to win against the Chiefs. And the Chiefs are going to move to 2-2. Two and two. And it's going to be a big what-the-heck kind of shocker. Um, but Tampa Bay covers 2.5-point underdogs. Uh, and here's the Monday game. L.A. visiting San Francisco. San Francisco, 2.5-point favorites. I do not like that at all. I'm taking L.A., 2.5-point underdogs to cover and win the game overall. So those are my picks for the NFL week four. Um, Hopefully you guys uh, play along. Let me know how you did at the end of the week. Chris, I picked such and such. Cool, man. That's awesome. I want to hear that stuff. All right. It is now time for week five's Taco Bell five-layer burrito picks Got five games. They're more the uh, they all of them are like evening or night games on Saturday. So I, I've been doing a lot at twelve o'clock games, but I was like, yeah, the bigger matchups are towards the end of the day now. So um, five big games. I'm not thinking the Duke game. I believe they have a bye week this week. So and I'm still a little butthurt after the Kansas game. It is what it is. Is what it is. Uh, so the first game is going to be at four o'clock. It's going to be Texas A&M taking on Mississippi State. Mississippi State at home. They are uh, three and a half point favorites in this matchup. Uh, a lot of people are saying Texas a and is going to just win out, win out right. I do believe in home field advantage in the SEC. That usually gives you about three points. So for it to be three and a half spread, eh, I'm still going to go with the, uh, the Bulldogs of Mississippi State just because I feel more comfortable taking them because I fucking hate Texas A&M. The only thing good about Texas A&M and their stupid ass cult religion bullshit but the only thing good about them is that back in the day, they sponsored Jeff Gordon's car, and there was a, they had a really cool paint scheme, and that was a cool T-shirt. Just the fucking, it, it looked cool. This is before I had a hatred for Texas A and M, man, and that hatred's only been building since since they became a part of the SEC. So, um, but yeah, so that's the only thing good about that school. Otherwise, they're a bunch of weirdos. It's a fucking cult. Uh, these, these super cringy videos that keep coming out about their pep rallies in quotation. Uh, what is this, fucking high school? Do you need a pep rally for every single goddamn game? Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, guys, we're gonna cheer. We're gonna, we're gonna get loud, cause we're the 12th man, remember? Remember? College Station, yeah! Fuck that shit, man. So Texas A&M, I don't pick them, uh... I have Mississippi State covering three-and-a-half-point favorites. Next game is LSU traveling to Auburn. Uh, Auburn, after getting embarrassed by, I believe, Penn State last week, looking to rebound uh, up against a good LSU team. An LSU team that's building right now, that's looking for more wins to give their coach some more oomph. Uh, LSU is nine-point favorites in this matchup. Again, SEC home field advantage. I usually give about three points for that when they have uh, – Divisional or conference uh, goabouts, but I I, I said uh, LSU by fourteen. I think LSU's got it, so uh, I'm taking LSU nine point favorites, just because I, I saw what they did with Mississippi State last week. I believe it was in Mississippi State, um, and I, I know they have the potential to be good. And it's a night game, but it is in Alabama. That's the only thing. So. Um, This is one of my like I don't know, but I'm still taking LSU nine point favorites. Uh, Three more matchups. Let's go ahead and do the textile bowl. So this and most of all my picks, the third pick is always going to be the main game. But textile bowl, big fucking game, big fucking game. Uh, You got NC State traveling to Clemson. This is known as a very good rivalry. Um, even when Clemson has been really good in the past years, NC State has always given them a fucking fight and has upset them a couple times. Um, NC State is six-and-a-half-point underdogs. That's a, that's a good, defensive, uh, good defensive team with the Wolf Pack. But Clemson, man, their offensive powerhouse, man, I don't know. This is a tough one. Um, I do think Clemson's going to win this game, but maybe by six or three, so six and a half, uh, it's one of those lines where it's like fucking analytics know something we don't know. But I'm, I'm taking the pack, six and a half point underdogs. It's just, it feels wrong taking Clemson just because, you know. It is in Death Valley though. Uh, but So look for it to be a really good game. But Clemson, if they win this one, it's a little bit easier of a path. Um, I think they have Florida State next. But it's a little bit easier of a path to get, get out of here. Uh, to, to run away with the ACC, but this is this is their biggest mountain to climb, uh, and the Wolfpack are they're ready to fucking bring it. They know the school's rivalry history. I'm sure they're t- telling them about it all fucking week. You know, go Pack, go. Maybe, but I'm taking Pack six and a half point underdogs. Georgia visiting Missouri. Uh, they're only twenty eight point favorites in this one. They they are good. They're very good. Uh, it is. The beginning of the season is starting to float away. This is where teams are starting to pick up on on how, how teams play. Um, I think in the first half, it's only going to be like a one-touchdown lead in the first half, but then Georgia really pulls away with it in the second half. Um, and I, I got Georgia covering, but this is one of those – I'm kind of – I'm tensing up right now picking this because uh, I think Missouri can do something. But I'm taking Georgia 28-point favorites. And then the final game is West Virginia visiting Texas. Texas off that overtime loss to Texas Tech, looking to rebound again against uh, a team that wants to be a rival but has been kind of one-sided, West Virginia. The Mountaineers, they, they can put up points. They can put up a fucking fight. And for them to be nine and a half point underdogs, I think that's disrespectful. I'm taking West Virginia in that. I don't think Texas. I think Texas will win, but I think West Virginia is going to give them a fucking fight. And I can even see this game going to overtime. As 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 stupid as the Big 12 is, with all their non-defensive matchups, um, I I just I, I see points to just the over under. Over under is 62, which is kind of high. Um, I think it's going to be over that, um, and, uh, yeah, West Virginia, I got them covering nine and a half points, so, there is your Taco Bell five-layer burrito picks, um, you guys, again, y'all can play along, Josh hasn't sent me his picks in yet, because I just sit in tune this morning, um, I'm recording this as of Thursday morning, so the podcast is probably going to drop, you're probably listening to it the same day I'm recording this, um, but, yeah, so, um, those, those are the picks Let's let's fucking climb back man I'm still currently Four games behind Josh um, Again it's a long season But this is our chance This is my chance to really start making momentum um, Let's see what happens